You're having a threesome with Jennifer Golden, Lauren Leonelli, and Rob Evers. And now, it's complicated. Hello, Master Daters. Welcome back for another episode of It's Complicated. The struggle is real when you're dating in the city. I'm Jen. And I'm not Jen. And I am Rob. So you know how you ask your friends where you should take your first date? What on earth this text means? And if it's okay to post a certain pic on the socials? Well, that's what we call your village, and we think you can't date or relate without them. Welcome to our village, and you should be pumped to be here because we are bringing you expert guests who are filled with all the answers that will take some of the guessing out of the game. Make sure you subscribe and share our podcast with your friends so we can help the village grow even bigger. You can find us at It's Complicated Podcast wherever you get your pods, and don't forget to tell a friend. conversations can be hard, right? I mean, sometimes just the thought of starting one up can give you anxiety. So on this show, we've touched on approaching people with pickup lines and how hard that can be. And we've talked about when to have tougher conversations, but what about everything in between? How do you approach questions that help you get to know the individual that you're dating or seeing without feeling like you're prying? Or like your expectations are more than your partner's. It's kind of scary, right? I mean, have you guys uh, ever had a convo with somebody you dated where you felt awkward asking questions because it made you feel exposed or super vulnerable or like that you were going to put them on the spot? Like, have you ever asked somebody questions and been like, now you have to ask me that and you're opening the door to something that, you know, like the kids thing, right? Like when you want kids or whatever it is, or like how close are you with your parents? You ask them questions and then you're going into a different level. Totally. I think also like you've called me out sort of on the show before and said that I kind of go through like a list of questions that I ask or like an interview process, if you will. And that just also might not be necessarily natural for everybody. For me, it works. But um, I think it's really awkward to dive into any sorts of questions to like, kind of get to know somebody a little bit more and not just on a like, what do you like to do for fun kind of level? So it definitely gives me anxiety. It gives me anxiety too. They have to happen. You can have all those like fun, like casual banter, but then all of a sudden you do kind of want to know, like, have you ever been cheated on? Have you ever cheated? Like, but you, even (laughs) if you're like, or, or just like, uh, when's the last time you were in love or how many brothers do you have? Like, or sisters. When was the or, last time uh, you were in love with your brother? Or that. <laughs> but it's like, they feel like they're coming from a place of like, I want to get to know you better because I have an agenda. Like I want to get married and I want, like you're worried that the other pe- person on the receiving end is like, but why are you asking this question? And sometimes they can just be to get to notice some- to get to know somebody better. And sometimes they're because you do need to know these things to take the next step. So it's a very tricky, vulnerable situation that of course will give you anxiety. Well, by the way, so there was a news article I actually just shared with you guys on Instagram about um, this one influencer guy that goes by Brunch Boys, his handle. His name is Jeremy. And he sort of, I guess, signed up for this New York Magazine, I think, challenge where they asked all of the people he's dated in the past to weigh in and give feedback on him and see whether any of them would want to go out with him again. And I guess of like 10 that they found that volunteered for, you know, responding, five said that they would and five said they would absolutely not. And one of the people that said they would not said it was because he didn't ask them a single question 
about them well, and talked dumb. about himself the whole time. That's dumb. But, but I think, you know, I've been on dates in the past where people have been like, well, give them another chance. Maybe they were nervous. And there's these slew of like excuses for why someone didn't ask questions. And I always feel more invested and more comfortable when somebody does ask me questions because I'm like, oh, you must actually care and want to get to know me. You're here with an intention, an intention to get to know me and right. not it's, just it's the difference it's the difference between like like pitching yourself and going in and talking to yourself. And like, you know, we've said before too that like sometimes people feel like they might be like, you know, awkward or that they're not good enough or insecure. Right. And then they feel like they have to talk, 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 talk to like be like, don't go, don't leave, don't make, don't think this is a bad date. You know, it's like, I'm, I'm this and I'm this. And here's what I, you know, they might think this is what you want. So they're like building themselves up to what you want. But, you know, it's funny because like, if look, if they, if they're a real person, they're going to have a real conversation with you. Right. If they're, right. if there's somebody that's not being themselves or not being real, then it's going to come off that way. And it's funny because you guys, you know, my therapist asked me yesterday, she was like, you know, you're probably learning a lot from that podcast. And I was like, I am, I'm learning a lot. I'm not learning a lot about being in a relationship per se, but I'm learning a lot about the dating aspect of leading up to a potential relationship. And I'm getting like different, you know, points of view to the point where like the, even though the drinks I went on with the Rome girl, uh, uh, you know, a few weeks back, I found myself asking or talking about certain things. And I was like, whoop, that might be too soon. You know what I mean? In my head or like, Oh, you were you know, censoring yourself. I was, but I was like, you know, I, we kids came up on the first date and I was like, no, 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 no. We just talked about this, you know, on the podcast. I'm like, I got to change the subject really fucking fast. You know what I mean? Because but not if I, I agree to that, Rob, but I think that also if it's organically coming up and the other person is bringing it up and you're okay talking about it, then then maybe there's not a steadfast rule where you need to wait to date three and 0.5 in order to talk about that. I think it might be okay if it's organically coming up. I think what we're talking about here is that these questions that you want to ask somebody, they can make you feel awkward because it's hard for you to approach it. Then you feel like you're being judged did the other person's wondering why you're asking it is it too soon and to go back to what you were saying like Jen if someone's not asking a bunch of questions and like you were saying Rob they're talking a lot because they're insecure that would maybe be why some people might give you advice Jen or anybody else to give it another chance because they might not not be asking you questions because they're just self-centered or self-absorbed they might just be nervous like Rob said and talking a lot because they're don't don't go don't go I'm trying to entertain you or they are afraid to ask questions because it's it's too soon so they're just if they keep the conversation going and there's not any awkward silence then it'll be okay yeah sometimes so if you give them a second chance they continue to talk about themselves and don't not you then then there's your answer but I think on the first date it's kind of hard to tell for those reasons sometimes yeah I actually like also think in terms of like what you were dealing with Rob matching energy is really helpful so if that person was taking something and running like Lauren was saying and you were actually comfortable with it or you started a conversation she bit in and was like one-upping and, ask, you know, taking that conversation and ping-ponging and doing all the things that we know and love, then you go with it. I mean, do you take it as far as saying, should we like have babies together? Maybe not yeah. on that first date. But like, I do think if it comes up naturally, like 
you're you're also at an age and maybe dating people at an age where you get to those subjects quicker because the people in your life have kids. Like we've talked about, like you love your goddaughter. I might say how I spent my weekend, which was with Lauren and her kids and then Kate and her kids and then Callie and her kids, my cousin and their kids. And like at some point when you talk about kids that much, somebody might naturally say, well, do you want to have kids? Like, what are you thinking in that area? But speaking of matching energy, I have found a way uh, to do that very easily on very plain terms. So there is a card game company. I don't think they started as that, but they're an Instagram handle. If you follow them, we're not really strangers. They post a lot of memes um, about deeper shit, but sometimes it's comical. And they created these card games that are inspiration for deeper conversation. And they're called We're Not Really Strangers because the premise is, like, we're not strangers. Let's get to know each other. These cards come with prompts, and both people are supposed to answer the cards as honestly as possible, obviously. If you're buying into the game, then that's what you do. You answer them honestly. Mm -hmm. And I think I've – so how this all came about for me is I played this game with girlfriends Um, one of the girls bought it so that we as friends could get to know each other even better and all be on the same playing field as far as what we are sharing and revealing and being open about. And so I looked into what other cards they had. I was like, maybe I should get some for my family and maybe I should see what else is available. So they have an honest dating pack. Obviously I bought that because how could I not? (laughs) And Right. Exactly. So I bought them and I started seeing a guy recently and he asks me a lot of questions. Some are like super vague and like broad. And I'm like, I'm sorry, where would you like me to start with that very broad question? What's an example, Is there something of, what's an example of a very broad question? Like what's your favorite color? No, that's specific. Just- uh, it's like, uh, what are you like in a relationship? Like oh. what? Where? In what aspect? (laughs) So I would say like, great question. Is there anything more specific you want to know? Anyway, the questions went on a bit either over text or in person. And so I realized he does like to ask questions. And I told him I bought this honest dating pack and he was like, amazing. Please bring that next time I see you. So we had a whole day date one day, brought the cards. We were at Bell's Beach House playing these cards and answering for like three hours going through there's there's three levels level one level two and level three and it's to build up to getting even more connected is Um, is it a is it like a game like do you get prizes can you is it like a drinking game can you make it into like a fun thing or is it i mean you can make it into a drinking game it's not a game in the traditional sense although the winner might be you both because you got a relationship or Dude. might be you. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> Calm down. Uh, but it also might be you win because you realize the person across from you isn't the right person because you don't align on a lot of things. Yeah. What if, what or, if happens? What if you're like, what if they start answering questions? And you're like, what the fuck? Why would you answer yeah, it like that? That's what you want. You but, want to get to know right. that or the reverse. And then you can make your decision. Yeah, but then you got to get exactly. out of there. Then you're like, Bye, beach house. Yeah, but the thing is, you're you're doing that anyway. But you're maybe not finding out those things. But maybe you're talking about other stuff, and you're seeing if you have a vibe and get along and whatever. But maybe those questions aren't that good. The good thing about this game, and we're gonna play it. um, But the game uh, probably shouldn't be called a game. The cards are written for you. 
So it's like somebody else is taking the pressure off you because you didn't invent that question. You're not the interrogator who's thinking about that cuckoo thing. And the other person's like, oh, why would they ask me that? What are they getting at? You know, there's no judgment there. It's because the card said it. And you both have to answer, not me. And then you get a different card. You both have to answer. So I'll just give you like sort of the lay of the land. Level one is about perception. So like you might say, uh, one of the cards I remember was like, what did you think of me when you first met me? Uh, Or what were you most surprised about me when you actually met me in person? Okay. Were you making a face at me? No, just just that like I mean that's that's level one's already fucking like damn. It's already you're well, yeah. in the in the deep end. You're in the deep end, but then level two yeah, is yeah. it's about the beginning thoughts right. that are taking you to the next level. Yeah, but so. I mean that's a what like level one, if that's really a question in level one, then that's like you I mean, that's tough. It's not like, well, what's your you know, what's your sign or what you know, it's not like Level one. Some of them are like that. But I don't think anybody needs help with those, Rob. I mean, I hear what you're saying. But, yeah, but level like one, what'd you think of me just... when you first saw me? That could be like, I didn't, I wasn't attracted at first, but now I like you. You well, know what I mean? Like, you're not going to say that though. Like, you might tell that to somebody once you're married to them. Like, hey, you're all around at your fucking Christmas party. You'd be like, so weird when I first my met point. you. That's my point. Like, that's a question I mean, that's like, what did you think about me when you first met me? If I would, thought, if I thought would, negative things that, uh, right away, then how am I going to spin that to like not make well, it awkward? But also, here's the thing. Okay. In, so, like, I wouldn't this, suggest doing this maybe on your first date. I think maybe this is like a third date thing. In our case, we did. Did you play this on your third date? We did it on our third date. Oh, three dates with this guy. Yeah, we're going away this weekend together. Mm, That's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, And he told me my one job was to bring the cards. So uh, he planned the rest. So, because we still have more to learn about each other. Okay. Um, But- So I did this on date three because I already knew he liked asking questions and we had a great conversation and I knew he's really open and honest. He also goes to therapy and all those things. So I, I knew all of that. So I'm cheating a little bit, but I think anyone could do this on date three and you don't have to pick the card that you don't want to answer. You see them and you could pop it into the back of the deck. So if it's something awkward, but also hopefully by date three, if you got that question that was like, what did you think of me when you first met me? That might've been surprising. Like it could be anything. And also you made it to date three. So if you thought they were something at date one, you could spin it. So now it's positive. You're like, I thought that, but then I got to know you and I was like, oh, you're really like, maybe I thought you were shy. And now I'm like, oh, you just take a minute to warm up and you're like, so fun. You know, it doesn't have to be also exactly what you think it could be. No, I like that makes more sense. That makes more sense. If you play it like date two or three, then, then you can be like, well, I'm here. So you can have something reflect back onto. Right. And right. I'm here now on date three. So when I first met you, it was this, that makes more sense. Exactly. That yeah. Yeah. Sense. So that's, okay. so that's like phase one is perception. Phase two is connection. Mm. And then I forget what phase three is, but it's like deeper than connection. So whatever that is. Um, sexy but time. then sexy and time. Basically the cards are like truth or dare. No. It's um, level three is penetration. <laughs> <laughs> level three but, is teeth or no teeth. Oh my oh god! Oh my god, Rob! You holes or no holes? James Ferris to the shit out of that. James always does that. Like you give him one little inch, and he takes a mile. Yeah, you <laughs> I bet you give him a little inch. 
I, no, he would did. give her a little <laughs> inch. And definitely more than a little inch. I don't know what the cards say. It could go both ways here. But you guys, <laughs> we definitely think that everyone should feel empowered to ask questions like these. So we're trying to help you get to know your partner. And the, this is a way in because like we said, it's, it could be very intimidating to enter into these conversations. And these cards, like Jen said, they really take the pressure off. You can kind of blame it on like, well, the card said it, but it also helps you kind of get to know yourself too. Also, um, also, also disclaimer. Can we just say a disclaimer real quick? None of this is not something sponsored. This is not something that like they reached out to us and said, can you talk about it on your podcast? This is literally just something that Jen found and genuinely appreciated and thought it could help people. Like, so don't think we're, we're doing this because like now at the end of the thing, go buy it on our merch page. No, no it's, totally. it's totally not. We're here, like a friend would tell another friend, hey, I have this thing that I love and you need it too. And so we're, we are going to actually ask some of these questions on the show and we are going to answer them to kind of show too, it's like also not that scary to like engage and opening up and let the conversation flow. So we're going to like answer here for you with some of these questions. So you can see kind of like how it goes and how natural it feels. And it's like not that awkward once you start talking. Yeah. And do you guys, how do you want to do it? Do you want to do it? Like you're the girls and I'm the guy, even though that's what it is. Or do we just go in a room? Do we just go? We're just all on a date. It's a two on one, like the bachelorette. So and, Jen, yeah. and just like the bachelorette, Jen and I have wine. Lauren, are you having wine? I don't have any, but I could go get some. Yeah, go get some wine. We got to do this like we're on a date. Yeah. Hello. Um, okay. And with the power of editing, I am back with my wine with ice cubes in it. You're welcome. <laughs> power of editing. <laughs> Classic. Well, let's get down and dirty. And let these conversation cards start the convo and do some of the dirty work for us, guys. All right. I am going to ask the first one. I like this one because I think it's very telling about how someone treats people. When was the last time you ghosted someone and why? Jen? Ooh, good one. Okay, so... I have not ghosted anyone in a very long time because I do not believe in it. Um, I think that it is rude and I wouldn't want someone to do it to me. So I usually give them my stock messaging. So not lately at all. What about you, Lauren? Okay. Well, it's been a long time since I've been in the dating world, but let's just pretend that I'm going back to my single self in the dating world. And I, if memory serves me correctly, I don't, I'm sure I did ghost somebody, but I don't remember it. I would, I would, I would send a message like the stock message Jen sent. I had done that before, or I just, um, I would never not answer them. Like it would, a lot of the times it would just fade out on its own. It's not like they would text me and I would just not answer. So I think they sort of organically just ended and, I don't think that I ever really ghosted someone intentionally. Hmm. I lied. I remembered ghosting people. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but it's people I haven't met in person. It's people that I had like matched with and then we moved to text. And then like at some point, like it just wasn't a, like it, we were missing each other in terms of like texting or making plans or like calls and stuff. And it well, just felt awkward. Let's do this. Let's, Wait, let's I lied too. I lied too. I did ghost somebody. <laughs> Jesus, right before, you two. You two are starting horribly at right? this game. Starting horribly. 
Well, but now we're being honest. We're forcing No, I just remembered because it wasn't a traditional ghost. Right before I met James, I dated this guy named Mike who was a major asshole. And he freaking was texting me while he was dating some other girl trying to like hook back up with me, even though I like didn't even live near him. And I told him nicely to not text me while he was with his girlfriend because out of respect, I thought it was rude and that I hope that he has whatever, like, you know, have a nice Thanksgiving because it was like around Thanksgiving. And he texted me, have a nice life. That's what he responded with. So I blocked him. That's not so ghosting. I, that's, that's not ghosting at yes all. It yes, it is. I blocked him. He was trying to reach out to me and I fucking blocked oh, him from texting me. That's so not I was ghosting. Like, that's blocking. Oh, that's boundaries. That's boundaries. Yeah. Okay, Rob. What about you? She has two sips of ice cube wine and she doesn't even, she, she forgets how to play the whole game. Yeah, because I vanished. Or, like, or what ghosting guy. means in Good general. Riddance. Have a nice well, fucking life, jerks store. Yeah. Jerk okay, store. well, jerk store is now suddenly following me on Instagram, which was a weird turn of events. So her jerk yeah. store that she was just talking about. Anyway, carry the one, Rob, ghost. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Rob, what about wow. you? Jesus, this has already gone off the rails. <laughs> it's only the first okay. question. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I ghost. I, I guess I ghost, but like, I don't. So let's, let's, with your two answers, let's just say like you have to be meeting them in person. There has to be something going on for a certain amount of time. Okay. Sure. So not really like, like Jen, how long were you texting that person? That like, you, like three texts. Yeah. Three, texts. So that's not ghosting. That's just no, not interested. Just, right. Lauren, that dude was a douche. You blocked him. Not ghosting. Okay. Uh-huh. He, he got what he deserved. Jerk stores closed for business. Right. Yeah. And then. So my thing is, I don't think I've ever ghosted anybody, but I do this thing where like, if I hook up with somebody and then I'm not really like wanting a relationship with them and they start kind of like asking for more, I don't ghost them. I just, I just distance myself from them. So like, I don't Uh, ever, I don't ever not, yeah, I don't ever not, um, you know, not ever talk to them again and just disappear. I just like, if we were talking a lot it becomes less as much you fizzle you fade that's not ghosting it's just you being like i'm just not that into you and now i'm going to like not reach out to you and when you text me i'm going to give you one word answer so you get the vibe goodbye but i don't do that right away so like if you reach out to me and you know where we had a a more communicative relationship and then you don't hear from me for like a day, then you're like, I'm not ghosting. I'm just, I'm just pulling, I pull away real quick and real fast and real long. So, but you'll still hear from me. I'm still around. I'm still, you're, you know, going to be there, but I'm not, I'm just not as communicative and responsive as I was maybe 24 hours ago. I think all of our answers safely to this question is in our twenties. It sounds like Rob's doing that now though. No, no. What I'm saying, like, I think we all probably ghosted people in our 20s. And then I think we got a little more mature and was like, mm, maybe we don't do that. We might distance ourselves. We might block somebody, but we're not ghosting somebody. No, Jen's right. I still do that. Like, I still like, right. I still do that. Rob, why don't you think that's not a nice thing to do? Because what if somebody did that to you and started why? pulling away? Wait, oh, let why? me finish. While he is not ghosting somebody, yes. He is doing something else that's not necessarily a nice thing. Something to think about, Rob. Okay. But I have a question. Yeah. How is that bad if that's the way he feels? If Rob doesn't like the person, what's he going to do? Fake it because he doesn't want to be Tell them. 
tell them instead of doing that avoidant thing, which is, I don't want to tell you, I don't like you. I'm going to fizzle and I'm going to still be kind of a nice guy by not totally ghosting you. Actually, because of this podcast, the last time this happened, I did text that person and say, Hey, listen, uh, it's just, you know, it's not there. And I want to be honest with you and I don't want to lose whatever we have as far as where we got to. But like I as far as this happening again, I don't think it's a good idea. Great point. Can you insert like a clap, like some sort of clap sound here? Because (laughs) praise be. Yeah. Yeah. So none of us ghosted. None of us are ghosters. All right. Jen, you're next. Okay, so uh, I've got one. What dating advice would you give your younger self? Mm. Mm. Why don't we go in reverse, Rob? Just don't have other people don't don't expect other people to live up to your expectations. Like don't put your morals and your expectations and what you would do on other people. Realize that their life is their life. It's either going to work or it doesn't. It's either going to mesh or it doesn't. But don't say I wouldn't do this or I wouldn't go there or I wouldn't be in that situation and then make them feel bad or punish them for not doing what I would do. That's a big thing. Like I'm one of those guys that when I'm in a relationship and dating, like I tend to date younger, right? So I tend, I also say, well, you know, you know, if I was leading them down a path, I'd be like, watch out for that hole and watch out for that branch. And you don't want to step there and you don't want to do that. And they're like, let me fucking walk down the path by myself. And if I hit the branch, be there for me. If I fall in the hole, help me out. You know, you're a helicopter, you're a helicopter boyfriend. It's, I don't, I know what a helicopter mom is. I'm not a helicopter boyfriend. I'm more of like, what do you think a helicopter mom is? Don't step on that branch. Watch where you're going. Be careful. I'm a helicopter mom. I'm more, no, I'm more of like, instead of helicopter, I'm more of like, don't do what, don't do what I did. Like, don't make the mistakes I did. And I'm going to tell you where not to do that instead of letting them figuring out by themselves and then just yeah, being then supportive. They're just gonna, then they're just going to call you daddy. And that's maybe you might like that sometimes, but maybe not all. The no, time. what they call me is controlling and I'm not being controlling. I'm just being in my mind. I'm not controlling them. I'm just trying to like, like, why, why, why fall? Why fall and skin your knee if I know how to help right. you not that makes fall, sense. you know yeah you're trying to be helpful which it comes from a good place i get that same totally okay well they don't i wouldn't call you i wouldn't call you controlling thank you thank you, you very much i appreciate that but they they but that's that's made the main advice that i would give my younger self yeah let them so, do them you do you and then if you're all together after that cool if not cool lauren okay lauren I would say it took me a while to get this, but I would say to like do what feels right for me and not get bogged down in the chatter of like what I should be doing in this like dating situation. Meaning like if I'm texting him too fast or not texting him enough, or if I'm sleeping with him on date three or if I'm sleeping with him on a date five, or should I not ask that question, right? Because it makes me sound desperate. Or like I listened to all of that advice from all of my girlfriends or friends or whatever, and it was different from everybody. So it became very confusing to follow what was right. And I think I got so bogged down in like, what should I be doing instead of 
listening to myself, like what sh- do I feel like I want to be doing? Right. And so yeah. I think my advice to myself would be, I, I got there eventually, but I think it would be to get to help myself get there quicker would have been to like try to feel what feels right for me and and less about like what I think other people are telling me I should be doing because it just made it so hard for me. This sounds so cliche, but I'm really, listen, like it made me feel very, like had a difficult time trying to be authentic. That makes sense. I I couldn't in the moment be like, but I want to say this, but I don't want to say this, but I want to do this, but I don't want to do this. Somebody else told me to do this. And now I don't know for yourself. You were living other people's voices in your head, telling you like a million voices in your head. Because it's confusing. And so you want to take advice. You're like, well, that person knows what they're talking about and I trust them and their advice is this. So I should be doing that. But that's not what I feel right now, but I shouldn't probably be doing what I'm feeling right now because you know, you just do anyway, just, Pay more attention to what you feel like you want and just go with it because it's okay. It's not bad. Jen? Uh, I would say don't try and force anything. Don't try and fix anything and don't operate from a place of fear. Mm. Love that. Do with that what you will. I have never been that succinct before, so let's yeah. move on. Yeah, let's move on. Wait, I have a question about the that question though. Like, yeah, say that came up and I gave the answer that I did on a date, on the third date. Would I mean would I would that scare somebody away? Do you know what I mean? I'm being yeah. vulnerable and I'm being real, but like that would be me saying like I used to be this way when I was younger. Do you like like? But here's the thing. You can also, at that point, explain, just like you did to us, where it was coming from. It was well-intentioned. And so no one is going to fault you for that, being well-intentioned. And hopefully the other person who is willing to play this game, which, by the way, is a sign in itself that they're also okay with being vulnerable and want to actually hear and learn about you and you learn about them, because this is not a game for everybody, I would assume. Um, It's definitely, you know for people who want to actually connect with somebody else. Definitely not for the jerk stores. Definitely not jerk stores. um, And definitely not for like one night stand people. Um, But so if you're already on that date and you made it to date three, I think that person likes you enough already to give you some grace from your past too. Okay. So wait, now it's my turn. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, Oh, that's a good one. Oh, no, not that one. Uh, <laughs> no, yes, that one. Yes, it's that one. That's the Whatever one. the one is. Yes, that's the one. Read it now. Go. Have you ever considered an open relationship and why or why not? Great. Great. Ooh, right, like we're going that. back that way. We're going back. It's like Uno. We go back the other way. We do the okay. So is it me? Yeah, it's you. Okay. So I have never considered it, but I think I haven't been in a relationship long enough to experiment with unconventional things. What? That's is so not what I expected from you. I know if you actually let me, you know, just be me and talk to you about stuff and not yell at You're me about power. Key, key parties. Schedule. Okay. Key well, I wouldn't say that. An open relationship is still a relationship of some kind 
but you'll figure it out. Like the rules and things you have to have rules with it. You can't just like go willy nilly through the town and like have sex with people that your person knows and, you know, make unless them that's, unless that's the rule. Unless, yeah. Unless that's, that's the rule. pretty open. So you're like semi open. You're like, you're like, yeah, let's crack it. Let's crack the door. I'm not there yet. I think I would be potentially open to it if I was in the place where it, that started to come up. Would I be into it now with the guy I'm seeing? Absolutely not. But we already asked this question to each other and he was also not into it. So like, who but we it also first? haven't. Wait, who answered it first? Him or you? Uh, I think he did. Okay. I don't remember. I, I, I am with you on this, Jen. I, it's not traditionally something I would think I would be into, but never say never. And you don't know, 20 years. You're no, married. I'm just married. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's not hypothetical with Jen. This is a real thing for you. This is a real possibility for you. No, I'm saying so. It's 20 years down the road, what if you, this subject comes up and everyone's comfortable with it? I don't imagine, I would bet dollars to donuts, as James Ferris likes to say, that I probably would not be into it. But like, I can't answer for my future self. 15 years from now. You know what right, I mean? Right. So I don't think so. And it's not traditionally the way my brain works, but I don't judge people who do it. I know couples, successful marriages that are in open relationships. And sometimes it it's this way or that way and there's rules, but it works for them sometimes. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, go fucking good for you. You want to go have sex with somebody else? Like nobody cares in that moment. Go, go ahead. Like, I don't really think it's that big of a deal. I don't imagine that that's the way my relationship will go but i would never poo poo it right now i can't answer that so but no up until now i've not considered an open relationship no rob fuck no fuck no hard door shut no i'm just yeah i'm just not that kind of person like i don't i don't want you fucking somebody else like, I don't like, that's the whole point of being in a relationship. That's the whole but what point. What if she was okay with you fucking somebody no, else? No, I don't want to do Listen, if I'm in a relationship with you, I don't, I'm not looking at other people. I'm not trying to fuck other people. You know what I mean? Like that's I've committed to you on purpose. So like, that's something that. It was that, not an accident. This was not an accident. Not an accident. This was not, I knew there were other people in the world that I could possibly fuck if I didn't commit to you, but I committed to you. So I am now, it's just the two of us. Do you know, like, that's the whole thing. Like, that's my thing also with like, we were talking last episode about, you know, not, not dating an actress anymore and all that other stuff. It's like, you know, I've dated actresses who've been naked on screen, you know, and that was a hard thing for me because I was like, but that's what I get to see because I'm your boyfriend, not the world. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's one of the perks of my commitment to you is that I get to see that, not my friend who's drunk that looks you up on the internet. Do you know what I mean? Like, so, so there's, there's, there's something to be said about like, listen, I already know that I'm in, I have a lot of insecurities, right? We all, we've discussed it on here and, and I'm in therapy for it and all that other stuff for her to go fuck somebody else. It's like, what am I not giving you? What am I not doing for you? And then, and then you're bringing that home. You know what I mean? So it's like, you can't I see leave what that at the, at the fucking door. So anyway. I, my- so that's how I feel. I feel that way too yeah. right now. I wouldn't be open to it at all today. Yes. But I also right. don't know what a 25, 30, yeah. 40 year relationship looks like. And yeah. when you truly love someone and you've built a life together, kind of the same thing that we talked about, like 
you know, do you take somebody back when they cheat? And we went into all of that and uh, those seven myths. So I just don't know how I'd feel if I was in that kind of relationship to speak for my future self. I could say right now, I'm not okay with cheating and I'm not okay with open relationships. What's mine is mine and what's mine is mine. So I think I'm not here for communal property. I completely understand your perspective also, Rob. That also makes sense to me too. But I just think you never know where you're going to get to a point where maybe it's those insecurities fall away and it's just, who knows? Anyway. I mean, I'm an old dog. There's no new tricks going on over here. You know what I mean? Um, I'm just just acknowledging them. That's the- Well, speaking of sex, I have a good one. Has sex ever been a deal breaker in past relationships? Jen? So it definitely has. Um, One- uh, in one relationship, it actually kept me with the person longer than I should have been because I thought the connection was a lot deeper because we had really great chemistry. So I would say it was a deal breaker there because like we shouldn't have been together and it was like the only thing keeping us there. But in another aspect where it's more like, you know, answering the question directly, I was dating that one guy who we've talked about on this podcast. Um and it was such bad sex. And we had sex maybe five times in four and a half months of dating. What? It was bad sex? It was so bad. Like, I don't know. Listen to, I don't listen know. Listen to this episode? Does he no, listen no, to this no, podcast? No. This is, I don't think no, no, you're no, no, talking. No. I don't think we're Different thinking of the same person, oh, Jen. I God. know this person, right? Oof. What? I went to dinner with this person, Jen. Yes. Okay. Oh. I don't think it's the same person, Rob. We're not talking no, about Different person. We're not talking about LA no. guy. All right. Just to clarify for LA guy, we're not talking about LA guy. Well, he knows because we never had sex. So this is this is from like this is past. Like Okay, okay. Right. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah. So anyway, um, sex was so bad. And actually at the time, I think Sex with Emily came on our podcast and I was really prying and trying to get her to answer like how I should approach this with the guy because I'm like okay, I really like him and I don't want to hurt his precious ego and I don't want to discourage him from doing sex with me. But so what she was saying, which is the answer, was you need to communicate with him and tell him what you like. And honestly, if somebody likes you, they're going to want to make changes just like you would want to make them happy. Same idea. So what I realized was our communication and connection was shit because I didn't feel comfortable because we weren't really that connected. So more of the story it was pretty telling in a way because I didn't actually want to put in the effort to fix it and communicate with him because I didn't feel comfy and he didn't with me either. And it was just not a match. So you, did, sex so you didn't, writer. so you didn't, what can I just ask from, for, for our listeners and for my sake, like what made it bad? Like, like, was it, was it that you didn't feel the connection there and then you were kind of like, boy, get out of me. Or were you like, or was it just like the way he moved his hips I don't know. Um, I think our parts didn't match. Also, I think he didn't really care if I felt good. Like he wouldn't go down on me. Yeah. And so it was just a really not a good, it was pretty transactional. It was weird. And it was always like in the morning and in a certain position. Cause I think that's the only way it would feel good for him. And then it was so awkward and uncomfortable anyway. So Lauren, Um, sex. Okay. This is tricky for me because I don't think you guys are going to probably make fun, but I'm going to be really vulnerable right now. I don't think I ever really had a deep sexual connection with a boyfriend until James. I'm not making fun of you for that. You're married to him. 
That makes sense. Right. And I Seems think work out. Like the one serious relationship I had before James, I was like in my 20s and like I wasn't about to be like talking deeply about what I like, what feels good and how to be vulnerable during sex like that. And then I randomly dated people until I met James and like nobody, I think I was comfortable enough to have that conversation with. And then James just also happens to be a very unselfish lover and very like committed to like making sure I feel good all the time. And so I just have never experienced that until him. And so if I were to ever, God forbid, have to be in another sexual relationship with somebody, it would be a deal breaker if they weren't exactly like him, which is probably hard to measure up to because I've never experienced that before him. Well, so when it, you have your open relationship in 20 years, yeah. you're going to have to let them know that. But that makes that makes sense. You're 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 a, a, an emotional person, Lauren. Like you're very yeah. emotional one way or the other. Yes. So, if you're and if you had all these voices in your head that you said before about telling you what you shouldn't shouldn't be doing the whole time, you probably weren't able to be very present until you Fell in love with James. You are a thousand percent right. I was also very in my head until I met James. So that's another thing too. Uh, Totally accurate assessment, Rob. I'm going to go a different way. I'm going to go a different way on this question. Okay. Was it, has it ever, or would it ever? Has sex ever been a deal breaker in past relationships? Um, yes, yes, yes. 100%. Like why it was bad and you were like, Look, say la vie. Sex, when you come down to it, is is animalistic, right? It's it's you're you're two people doing something in an emotion and then like it either feels good or it doesn't, right? So there's been people that I've been with that either I was too drunk or it just didn't feel good or they were weird or they were I mean, I was with I would dated a girl once who like did a weird like she got really like <laughs> Like not orgat like when she orgasmed, it was weird. And then she like started like she started shaking a lot. She shook a lot. Like her body was out of control. And it was like not no. No, and she like made noise when she did it. And I was like, this is what are you doing? Like, I'm sitting there like in the moment, like doing my thing. And I'm like, what's happening here? You know? And then I've had girls that like when I go down on them, like they they're they like try to squeeze my head off with their thighs. <laughs> And like, no, like, no, why would you do that? Well, I'm dying. So, so like, yeah, there's, there's been times that I've been doing stuff with people and cause I'm a very out, I'm a very, I'm like, I'm very observant as a person. So I can step out of my body and look down and see what's going on. I spend most of my time looking at myself doing stuff. Do you know what I mean? I don't know if it's because I've been an actor my whole life or whatnot, but I, I'm very observant about me from like a third point of view, if that makes any sure. sense. So yes. I'll be in that situation and I'll, I won't be like in the moment and be like, this just feels good. I don't know what's going on. I'll be like, what the fuck are you doing right now? What is happening? So you're judging you? from a third party. Yeah. So I'll, so, so. <laughs> So in those situations, it's bad or it's awkward and weird. And you're like, this is never going to yeah. work out. And then I'm like, I don't want to do that anymore. Also, also. Even could you say to the girl, though, please don't squeeze my head <laughs> in between your thighs. Like, have you ever tried that? Or you're just like, no, fuck this. I don't ever want to do this again. That's just how she orgasmed. Like she, like I knew she was orgasming when she just went into like, it was like 
what do you call it when a cadaver's just stiff? Like she just went like all of her muscles. Oh, uh, rigor mortis. Rigor mortis. No. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't sound sexy. So, but then also like I have certain fetishes that I like, right? So like if you're not into those. What? Okay. Dive Whoa. deeper into that one. Can you give us one? No. Two. No. That's that's okay. for me and in He's very private about that's this kind private of stuff. about that. But like there's you stuff about this. It's not anything weird that nobody else likes, but it's like certain things. But like if my my point is that if if they're very conservative and I'm not, or vice versa, that would be something yeah. that would be a deal breaker because it's like, how am I gonna how am I gonna how are we gonna continue in this relationship and make it twenty-five years down the road? You know, probably would have to be open. They'd have to be open to doing that kind of stuff, and if they're not, then that's you know that's that would be a deal breaker. Sorry, that guy. All right. I've never seen Jen turn that red before, and I'm the one saying it. I'm the. He gets one so talking. uncomfortable with stuff like this. Okay, Jen, thank God for these questions because it doesn't have to come from you. You just get to let read the card and let the words fly out of your mouth. Jen, you pick the last one. Okay. Uh. Ooh, yeah. Oh, hold on. Yeah. Okay. Um, share something you typically wouldn't share on a first date. So basically go against all the rules you know, everything you think to be true about what you're supposed to do on a date and share something about yourself. But it has to be in like either a personal context or the like a romantic context, whatever it is that you feel like might be a date thing. Go, Lauren. Go. I, I have a blankie. I sleep with a blankie. That's your blankie? That's not your child's? Wait, also, it's not like some grandma's, I don't it's know. It's ripped a little. A little? Like a My sister has one just like that, and it is, like, there's only a piece of it left. Like, she's had it her entire 42 years on this planet, yeah. and it's just a little piece of it left, but... That's some that's some therapist shit you need to talk to because you're not no, letting go not. of something. You're not letting go of something. So anyway, you're, you're yeah. go ahead. Sorry, I interrupted you. Yours is a blankie. It's just it's a blankie. No, I feel like then yeah, it's maybe a little OCD. Like, well, if I stop sleeping with it, is something bad going to happen? That's very OCD. Yeah. Yes. So that's your that's okay. your one date thing, right? Yeah, like I would say that I'd be like I sleep with a blankie. That's a big deal. Hey, I just announced it to all y'all. Yeah. Also, so, I knew it, and someone married her regardless. So she good. James thinks it's yeah, disgusting. What, when did when what, when did James find out? Did he find out because you were friends first, and he knew, or was it like? No, I think I just said it like, oh well, it's a blankie, and he, I think he probably thought he would think it was kind of funny because it kind of is, and then he obviously didn't think it was like, oh god, goodbye. Like he was just like, okay, weird but funny. Yeah, I would, I would too. If a girl, if I had been hooked, like dating a girl, and then like we hooked up eventually and then i was at her place and she's like i have a blankie i'd be like i had ex-girlfriends that had that i think a lot of i think it's more common i don't think it's that weird i don't think it's that weird yeah i think it's more common than people think jen what would you not admit on admit what is it not Uh, something on a first date man guys i don't know i say it all on a first date so i don't know it's really tough for me. Maybe we pause on me and switch to Rob for a sec. I might need some inspiration. I'm the same. I don't know what I wouldn't say on a first date. I'm kind of an open. Maybe a fetish that you have, Rob, you wouldn't say. <laughs> I don't yes. know. I don't think that would be. I, look, they're not like weird dildo fetishes. They're just fucking like, 
like just normal shit, like hair pulling yeah. and that kind of stuff, you know? Okay, well, fine. But maybe you wouldn't say it's that normal. on a first date. Maybe you want to be like, hey, I like if we're having sex, I like it when you pull my hair. Like, but maybe. Yeah, I guess I guess I would it. say, I mean, I guess I would say, I thought we were going deeper than just sexual shit, but like, because your, well, your blankie's pretty. Deeper. Your blankie's pretty, you know, deep. But I would say, like, I would say, like, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what I would say. I'm trying to think of like family. I'm pretty, I'm an open book career. I mean, would you straight open- up be like, I want a first date. You might not be like, I want kids, but maybe that's something you would say in this situation. It would be a way for you to enter into saying something that's important to you. So if you weren't on a first date, you would stay away from the kid situation, but third date with a girl you like, you wouldn't bring this up in the card game. No, I, no, I would talk about kids on the first date. That's what oh, I'm saying. Like would. I would, okay. like, I have no problem talking about that if it comes up. I, I don't, okay. I don't know if I have anything, maybe, maybe I would talk about like, would you talk get, about like, this is get really, this is what about be, anything you've done to your, like, like, let's say you're a dude and you've gotten Botox or something. Like, would you maybe bring that up? Like, yeah, you know, I do this, this skincare regimen. I, I no. do that. I do that anyway. But, but what I was going to say is, uh, I, cause I kind of have verbal diarrhea. I talk about everything anyway. Right. And all of my, literally all like is all my shit's on my arm. It's on my sleeve. I wear everything on my sleeve. But um, I would probably talk, maybe if we got deep, deep, I would talk about like my body dysmorphia. You know, I would probably. Oh, that's good, Rob. That's vulnerable. Yeah. I would talk about how, like, how I perceive myself compared to like how maybe I really look. And, you know, that's maybe talk about therapy and that I'm like that my major thing, that body dysmorphia is my main baseline for, I think, all of my issues. And Rob, you know what I want to say to that is that thank you for sharing that. And that also, I feel like that is a common thing that women can relate to. Maybe there's more men out there than we like to know, but I think it's a very common thing for a woman to relate to that. So I feel like, yes, you're very vulnerable saying that, but I feel like a woman could really relate to you if you express that. Yeah. So it could be a way to connect. Okay, Jen, you've got to have come up with something now. I I mean, probably just like what... like fears or like I don't know any all the like deep dark stuff like not dark but like you know the stuff you talk about in therapy that's like more the personal stuff versus like my dad dying which is you know on Instagram (laughs) so I think probably that stuff um fears that come from that death like fears that have to do with like your dog and things like that like that might be something that you might not want to also abandonment would it be would that be uh, I think to some degree, sure, but just all my fears, you know, like it being in relationships, like I don't want to bring up my like laundry list of bad relationships that have triggered me. They've now come out in the situation with you know the guy I'm seeing now, but like he we've gotten to know each other, so now I feel comfortable and being like, yeah, this stuff triggers me. We've actually talked about triggers and stuff like that, but like I wouldn't unload my fears and I think Lauren to your point too like some of my thoughts about losing mochi are actually really loony and obscure so probably not those either because then they'd be like you are a crazy dog mom and that's too much so, or just no, my fear oh that's what we're talking about that's the thing I don't you think that ever, crazy. So I don't think that they're I don't think that those fears are too much I've heard them I think they're just fears that are like 
comes from a place of being triggered by a death. So I think that it's not something that's crazy, but maybe it's something you wouldn't talk about on the first date. Right. Exactly. So first date is a lot to talk about, like the dark, dark stuff. I did once tell a guy on a first date that my dad died and we talked a little bit more because when somebody asks me like how, why, when, all those things, I answer. I don't avoid it. But I told this guy and he started crying and I was like, okay, maybe I'm not going to talk about this anymore. I remember that. Oh, yeah. Exactly. So the cards, I think, though, as we all can just, you know, say from experiencing it are a great way to dive a little bit deeper into things that are things you might not think about or also might be afraid to say and ask somebody else, but it does it for you. So like we just all opened up a ton on random subjects and we picked those topics to talk about. So we found them interesting and wanted to know that about each other. I think Again, this is not a promotion like you said, Rob, but they even have them for, like I said, family uh, card packs, couples. Oh, so God. once you're pack- you imagine family like Thanksgiving in this climate with all the politics and shit. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. I bought it because I want I bought like so many different packs. Um, I bought the self-realization kit that you ask yourself. There's like a self-love, there's a healing, there's a breakup one. There's so many of them that they're awesome ways to really just reflect and also be comfortable in communicating the deeper stuff. And I totally think that it's a way to, you know, enhance your dating, if you will, if you do get the honest dating pack. And, you know, if you get that, let us know how it goes. Okay. So Jen, it's been, this was great, but you're going to go on this trip with this guy and you're going to bring the cards and you're going to play level three, I think you said, right? Yeah. So first of all, what are we calling this guy now? We have to have a name for him. For you two to decide. Let's call him. I already uh, know. I already know what we're gonna call him, but I can I say it? No, you can't say his name. We have to come up with a. a no, uh, no, the the tall, dark, and Australian. Okay, tall, dark, and Australian. What's T- dark T- about him? TDA. TDA. Well, he's not What's blonde, Jen. He's not blonde. Well, but he's not dark. Well, I know, but he's not. His hair is dark-ish. No, I think we have to cut Ooh, this part. I know. I know. I know. And his hair is gray, but it it was dark. Okay, let's call him this. Let's call him Taz, because tall Australian, and then what, and then a Z. So he's like Taz, a Tasmanian devil, right? Maybe he's from Tasmania. Okay, so we're calling him Taz. So you're going away with Taz this weekend. Yes. Will you report back at the beginning of the next episode and let us know how the cards did and like how all that went? I sure will. I cannot wait. Please hope it goes better than the last couple of guys I dated. So it's gonna this go one great. at least. It's gonna uh, go great. Fingers crossed. Yeah. And also, you guys, we talked about this already, but if someone is willing to play this card game with you like this, like Taz was, then you're already, this is already a good sign. So I think we're on the right foot with you, Jen, and this guy. Thanks. I'll report back. Um, But guys, also... To hear me report back, you need to keep tuning into It's Complicated, where we talk more dating and relationshipy stuff, and you'll find out more about you know my trip to Santa Barbara with this new guy. Yes. And while you're there, please subscribe, rate, comment, share it with a friend, and if you want to join the class of master daters, don't forget to follow us on social media at Complicated Show, and obviously buy our merch and post it on the internet. And you can follow me at Lauren Lee and Ellie on all the social medias where I will be posting my It's Complicated College sweatshirt very, very soon once I receive it in the mail.
yeah, and I'll, I'll be posting my hoodie once I receive it in the mail. If you guys are having trouble and it's like taking some time when you get the merch, then just, you know, DM us on our, our page and then we'll get a hold of the right people and we'll, we'll answer you on that. But this was fun, Jen. This was a good time. I, I think we should do more of these games. Maybe like, you know, we do it a little bit different or like every three weeks or so. I don't know. I'm just throwing spitballing out there. But this was this was a good way to open up, you know. I like oh, it. I think we could so play bad. it again in like a month. Yeah, we'll Great. Do it in a month. Love to hear. We will do it. Um, but Rob, where can everyone find you? They can find me still only on Instagram at Forever's Evers, F-O-R-E-V-E-R-S-E-V-O-R-S. Um, I've had some fake accounts out there. Do not follow or give my phone number out to anybody. <laughs> or if anybody says, thank you for being a fan, that's not me at all. But <laughs> no. yeah, but you can I find am me the on only, there. I am the only one on Instagram and I definitely sleep with a blankie. <laughs> Awesome. Um, and you can follow me at Jennifer Golden on all the social meds. And if you did follow me over the weekend before this show is live right now, then you would have seen my trip to Santa Barbara most likely. But I'll tell you all about it. We will be back next week. Thank you for listening to It's Complicated. And now that we're going steady... Come back next week for another date with Jennifer Golden, Lauren Leonelli, and Rob Evers.